Well, good morning, everybody. I'm Michael Smalley, and this is day nine, and we are under section two in terms of how does Jesus want you to love each other in your marriage. And day nine, woo, this is a challenge. Um, today, we're gonna focus on Luke 22, 26, and John 15, 11 through 13. But Jesus's expectation today is that you simply be a servant to your spouse. Uh, John or Luke 22, 26. But among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you should take the lowest rank and the leader should be like a servant. John 15, 11 through 13. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends, which is the example Christ gave us. And Jesus says over and over again that, hey, my expectation is that you love others like I've loved you. So I've given you the gift, now give that gift to your spouse. In Luke 22, 26, Jesus is talking to his disciples at the Last Supper. So these two statements are critical because he knows man, I'm about to get arrested, I'm gonna be crucified, I'm gonna die, and then I'm gonna be resurrected. And so, like, these words really matter. They're clearly critical for Christ, and it's interesting how he focused on, look, be a servant, lay down your life. Of course, which must have been exhausting for Jesus, the disciples get in. So this Last Supper, Right, and Jesus knows, like, there's some important things I get across. But of course, the disciples get into an argument about who's going to be the greatest among them. Where individuals sat at an ancient Jewish table for a meal really mattered. So the position around the table mattered. Uh, the seating arrangement was really important. Jesus knew, and this is what's crazy. This is how radical this kind of love is. Uh, being a servant to your spouse. Jesus knew who was going to betray him. It was Judas, right? And yet, he gave Judas the seat to his left. Hmm. This was the seat reserved by the host for the person designated as most honored guest. That's why this kind of love is radical. This is why when you're serving your spouse, that's the, that's the fuel that if they need to grow, if they need to change, if things need to get better, then serving is one of the most powerful things we can do to someone to set them up for growth, to set them up to be a follower of Christ, which will obviously transform their life because he knew Ju Judas was gonna betray him and yet he still gave him that honored seat to his left. The same ex expectation is for you in terms of how you're loving your spouse. In John 15, 11 through 13, we learn how joy is attached to following Jesus. Commands and the greatest form of love is to lay down your life for others. We are also reminded Jesus is the model for how we are to love others. If he does it for me, how can I love others any differently? So what does this mean to your relationship? Be a servant, lay down your life my dad used to ask women in audiences around the world, how many of you ladies would have a problem submitting to a dead guy? And I know that's extreme, but it's true. Men, <coughs> excuse me, men can struggle 
when they feel like their wife isn't on board and their wife isn't allow the, allowing them to take the lead in their home, which remember, gentlemen, the leader of the home is the greatest servant. So being a leader doesn't mean you're the CEO or the military commander. It means that, hey, I'm gonna show you guys what it looks like to be a genuine disciple of Christ. And that starts with serving you. So I can't bulldoze you. I can't be controlling of you. I can't manipulate you. But if you want your wife to get on board, if you want your wife to follow you in the direction that you feel God's leading her home, then she's not gonna struggle with that if she feels like, hey, I'm number one in his life, so I feel valued, and he cares about me because he's consistently serving me and laying down his life for me, that's what opens up the trust. And when your wife trusts you, I'm doing a uh, virtual workshop called The, the uh, Secret to Great Sex. And uh, one of the points this Friday that I'm making is that trust equals lust with a wife. So the more she feels like she can trust you, the more excited she's gonna be to be involved with you in an intimate way, if you know what I'm talking about. So you wanna build that trust, and one of the best ways to do that is by being the biggest servant in your home. If someone you love is shut down towards you, take the initiative and serve. Serving others is a powerful way to open their spirit back up. So the natural human heart was designed to be open and in relationship. But if I'm loving poorly and if I'm being selfish and if I'm being rude or if I'm just being unhealthy, then my spouse's heart is gonna shut. If I wanna open that thing back up and, and remember, your spouse is resisting being shut. So people don't wanna be closed, which is why if I start loving them right, if I start serving them, putting them ahead of me, then their heart is bing, gonna spring back open. Serve your spouse regardless of how he, she is treating you. Jesus knew Judas was going to betray him. He knew it. Yet still he gave Jesus the, Judas the seat of most honored guest out of all the disciples for the last supper. So I don't care and I know Jesus doesn't care if your spouse is being a turd. He says, hey, even then, right? And here's his example, right? Judas, I know he's gonna betray me and even then I honored him. Even then I washed his feet. And his expectation is that you do that for your spouse. Three questions for your relationship on this Devo. And remember, your attitude and tone, your heart in terms of asking these questions to each other, but then answering them needs to be kind, needs to be open, needs to be uh, filled with personal responsibility. So these are not moments to judge or criticize your spouse. But question number one, what are some practical ways I could serve you? This is a great question because you might, if you just start trying to serve your spouse, your heart could be in the right place, but if you don't know what's meaningful to them, it doesn't matter. You're gonna miss the mark. So this is an important question to ask each other and just give simple, practical ways that your husband or that your wife could be a servant to you throughout the week. Number two, why does Jesus keep making the point that if he does it for you, then you must do it for others. Why is that important? I want you to discuss that with each other. Number three, is it important to serve and honor your spouse when he, she is being difficult? Yeah, that one should get you right in the heart. Hope you enjoyed today. I want you to keep growing together. I want you to be praying together. I want you to be studying Christ's statements together. And I hope this study and these morning devos are a blessing to you.